And welcome back, guys, here with Rachel Keen over at Wake Forest. Um, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, no, I'm excited to kick things off. Yeah, we're actually here at the Wake Forest practice facility, which is awesome, um, right in the middle of campus, and it's <laughs> huge. Um, how lucky are you to practice here every day? Oh, it's incredible. We um, Everyone says that it's just a pitching wedge away from our freshman dorm, um, which is very <laughs> true. Live like 150 yards that way. Um, it's a big pitching wedge. <laughs> maybe not quite a pitching wedge, <laughs> but um, it's incredible. We're, we're just, we're so lucky to have um, these facilities. And like you said, it's on campus, it's even cooler. Yeah. Yeah, we just finished up playing nine at Old Town. Um, Broomy, how's it going? You weren't able to come out um, up at Willowville. Yeah, we're in, we're in season up here, unfortunately, but Sounds like you guys had a fun time. We did. Uh, played nine at Old Town. Course is insane. How, really often, how often do you get to play there? Um, we can kind of go out and play whenever we want. Um, normally on the weekends we, we play, um, but it's, a, it's such a great course. They're so good to us there. Um, yeah, we're, we're so lucky. It's 200 yards that way too, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like a four iron, five iron yeah. over that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, match was good. <sighs> Decent amount of trash talk. Not as much as I yeah. honestly expect. Maybe it wasn't close enough for that. No, I, um, I feel like we haven't like established that relationship yet for me to start trash talking. Okay, Maybe okay. you'll have to come back and, and then I'll get into it. Back nine. <laughs> yeah. It also just wasn't. I was one up through one. I I don't want to spoil too. We don't want to spoil too much for them. <laughs> They'll see the, the, the video. But I don't know. Any other thoughts on the match? Uh, I putted well. So it kind of, I got on a roll well. and then, you know. At that point, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. There's like a, a 50 footer in there, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're out here at the Wake facilities with Rachel. Um, if you all don't know Rachel already, she's a junior over here at Wake Forest who's um, attained a lot of success at Wake. She's already won four um, collegiate events in her short college career, including just two um, or two just this year, not just two. That's, that's <laughs> quite a few. Um, your high school career was equally, um, you know, very impressive with several large amateur tournament wins, being a three-time state champion and playing some pretty competitive tennis on the side, which we can get into. Um, but you really burst onto the scene since joining Wake and we got into that, talked about that while we were playing. Um, you've won a lot here, you've played in a lot of top amateur events from clinching the U.S. victory at the Curtis Cup last summer to a top finish at the ANWA at Augusta just last week, which that's got to be crazy watching the Masters. Um, don't know when this video is going to come out, but it's Friday at the Masters right now. Um, so yeah, you were out there just days ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now you're the eighth ranked amateur golfer in the world. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for coming on and can't wait to you know, dive more into your golf game and life off the course. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm excited. So thank you for having me. And this morning was fun and I'm sure this conversation will be fun too. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I think we kind of want to take it back to like the earlier part of your life. Um, we'll obviously just lift, list off a pretty impressive pedigree there of accomplishments on the golf course. Um, what were kind of your early days as an athlete like and what ultimately led you to choose to play golf? Yeah, so I um, I played everything growing up. I have two brothers, and um, my family's very competitive. So ever since we were really little, mom and dad put us in like every sport you could like possibly imagine. Um, and golf was actually never one of my favorite sports. Golf was like way down on like the really? list. Yeah. <laughs> and um, anyways, I kind of as I got older, like started to like slowly, you know, soccer dropped off, and then baseball dropped off, and you know, next thing I know, I was playing just golf, basketball, and tennis. Yeah. Um, 
and I kind of got to high school and didn't really want to hurt myself. So I, I quit basketball and just stayed with golf and tennis. Um, and I think it was after freshman year, after sophomore year, I was like, okay, well, like if you want to play one in college, like you probably have to pick one. Yeah. And there were like a lot of tears shed over this decision. Yeah. I was like, devastated. did you know you wanted to play something in college? I think so. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. my options were like play golf and ho- competitively and hopefully in college, play tennis, hopefully in college or like play both through high school and probably not yeah. like continue yeah. in college. Um, Anyways, I figured that golf would have, like, more chance of success because there's, like, a lot more opportunity for girls' golf. Yeah. And, like, I picked golf, um, and I played tennis, too. I played for my high school team and um, played in states and all that stuff. But golf was really, like, my focus um, and was lucky enough to, to play some high-level junior tournaments and, and end up at Wake Forest. And, yeah, really yeah. lucky. I feel lucky to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so your mom obviously has a pretty big golf history herself. Yeah. Um, she was here at Wake. She was an All-American um, won five times and played in nine U.S. Opens, which is wild. Um, so, you know, what sort of influence did she have on you just like athletically in general and then also with, just within golf? Yeah, I, I think um, we definitely learned a lot about our competitive mindset from her. She is like still is the best competitor I know. It's yeah. like, incredible. She's just trash always, talk out of her. Oh, my God. I can't even <laughs> tell you. Um, all there is as we're walking down the fairways as a family, she just like chirps about everything. <laughs> but um, no, definitely, she was kind of the one that like introduced us to golf and like you know showed us how to compete and how to how to win with grace, how to lose with grace, and like all of this stuff. Um, but just even outside of golf, like my mom has become like my best friend. She um, she's just someone that like I always feel like I can bring anything to, and she's always going to give me advice. And I think as I've gotten older, it's become more of like almost a peer relationship where like we learn from each other. I think. Yeah. Um, whereas like growing up, I was always learning from her. Um, but it, it's been really cool to see that relationship develop. And I just, I feel so lucky to have a mom that's like been in my position as like gets the things that I go through every day. Yeah. 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 In terms of golf, like what do you think she's been able to help you with the most? Like, is it your swing? Is it the mental side? We're all gonna miss the yeah. I think it's, um, it's a lot of the mental side. She doesn't know much about golf swing, so she can't like help me with the technical part, but she helps me with like course strategy and management, like managing your emotions, like stuff like that, that, um, you know, we play golf differently. So like, we're never going to have like, she's never gonna be able to teach me how to have high shot chipping or anything like that, yeah. but she can help me like plot my way around a golf course and, um, kind of help me figure out who I am as a player. Yeah. Is your, uh, it sounds like you said that your mom doesn't know much about the golf swing. She's a nine time U S open participant, <laughs> but she must be decent. Um, but she, we, heard that what she said about you is your biggest advantage as a player is your mental game is that kind of something that seems like she had to a very mentally strong player for sure i think um you know i said she, she doesn't know much about the golf swing her golf swing is very good but she doesn't teach it she kind of yeah. she can do it but she's not able to like tell you oh this position's wrong or whatever um but yeah i definitely think what she said about like the strongest part of my game being my mental game i think that's pretty true because like um you know, I'm a good ball striker and I'm a good putter, but like my advantage on the golf is really how I play the game and how I like, I take care of the ball and like, I don't waste shots for the most part. Um, and I definitely did learn that from her. Um, she's always, she's, she's a very smart individual and she's very smart on the golf course. And, um, I was lucky to have a role model that like could teach me that part of the game. Yeah. Did she also teach you some of the lipstick? What was the lipstick comment on one of the putts? Oh, the trash talk. <laughs> no, that, that one came from someone else, but um, there's a lot of trash talk. My favorite one is over, my dad is over a short putt. I'll look at him and be like, you know, dad, these putts aren't hard to make. They're just easy to miss. <laughs> he hates it. It's so funny. It's great. 
Yeah, I had one today. It was like a, I don't know. It was like a downhill twenty footer for birdie, and I left yeah. it like I left it like a couple feet short. And what would you say? I, I, I turned around. I said, "Hey, you dropped something," and you kind of looked down. I was like, "Yeah, it was your lipstick." <laughs> it took me a second to pick up on it. <laughs> it gets everyone the first time. <laughs> I think we kind of wanted to transition now to the Masters a little bit, and yep. specifically, you played in the Anwall last week and. For any listeners that might not know, that's one of the biggest amateur tournaments in women's golf right now. Um, you played Augusta National just last week, and uh, there's 20,000-some-odd fans out there, so that must have been a pretty cool experience. Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. Um, the first two days at Champions Retreat, that golf course is, like, so hard. The greens were, like, hitting onto this table, like, yeah. so firm. Um, and so it's a, it's a the first two days are kind of, like, a whole battle against, like, staying positive and staying patient and, like, knowing that, like, Bogies are going to come, but they're going to come for the entire field. Yeah. Um, and then kind of once you make the cut, then you like, you go out and you like, you get on Augusta's grounds and just like, you just enjoy it. But, um, it was incredible. I actually, I think the number I heard was 40,000, um, really? fans were out there, which is that's incredible. Insane. At least that's what someone told me. Um, did you feel that pressure? Or? I don't know if it was pressure. It was just like, cool. Cause like, yeah, obviously the guys and like the people on the LPGA tour, like they get to play in front of fans all the time. Yeah. As a women's amateur golfer, like we don't get fans yeah. so um it was just so cool to go out there and just like there was like almost like a buzz around the property yeah um and i was like yeah i got off to like a really good start so like kind of set the tone and like it was four under through seven is the really good start no That's but it ridiculous. was it was incredible um yeah. and just like walking the fairways and like hitting shots that like i've seen on tv over and over again yeah was like unbelievable yeah i can't even put it into words yeah can you talk about that first tee shot we talked about it earlier with <laughs> annika and a couple other yep. very accomplished um lpga golfers yep what was that like so i get on the first tee and i like i turn around and sat there's like onyx thornstam nancy lopez condoleezza rice and i'm like oh my god like i was yeah. so nervous and um they're all super nice they came up and gave me a hug and like said good luck and all this stuff and like i sent the first tee shot left into the trees like there was no <laughs> chance it was ever gonna hit the fairway but um no, it, it was, like, incredible. And, yeah. and what they've all done for the game and, like, the role models they provide all of, like, these female golfers is it's just incredible. Like, you know, hopefully someday I'll get the opportunity to give back like Annika has to the game. Um, it's just she's so inspiring. Yeah. What's it like watching the Masters now after playing last week? It's so cool. I, yeah. like, I'm sure the people that I sit and watch it with are so tired of be- me saying, like, oh, yeah, like, I was here and, like, I hit the shot. <laughs> I'm sure they're, like, so fed up. They're just like, Rachel, shut up. Yeah. But, um, no, it's really cool. Um walking that the grounds is very different to seeing it on tv the court, golf course we talked about it today is like it's so much hillier than it looks and like the undulation on the greens is like the cameras don't do it any kind of justice yeah that's what everyone yeah. jensen told us that zach told mm-hmm. us that keep hearing it so it must be true yeah uh jackson do you want to hop into the factor fiction a little bit yeah i just want to ask you something real quick you got off to that super hot start was it just kind of like a you're almost like unconscious out there and you realize you're 407 or how'd you get off to that such a hot start so I had a really, really great caddy. Um, so I hit on on one. I got up and down. On two, I get over this putt. It's like, it's maybe fifteen feet, maybe not quite. And I look at this and I'm like, oh, like, is it gonna break this much? And he's like, it's moving the other way, Rachel. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he was like telling me where to hit these putts and like. I follow directions well, so I was like, okay, like I'll hit it there. And his reads were spot on every single time. Um, so I was lucky to see a couple go in early and, and hit some good iron shots. Um, but I think one of the coolest moments of the day was I was stood on the fifth green um, and there's like a massive leaderboard like on the other side of the mm-hmm. 6th tee. And I, like, I saw them put my name up on the leaderboard yeah. and it was like, oh my God, like, yeah. it was so cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think my caddy played like a major role in, in, in the round on Saturday. 
did he have a familiarity with the course out there or was he just a yeah so yeah. he's a local buddy he actually um i had a connection to him prior to the tournament he fighting for me last year and um I actually had my assistant coach from school, Ryan, caddy for me the first two days and then took Sean, who's a local caddy, um, on Friday and Saturday. And he knows the golf course like the back of his hand. His dad and his granddad have both caddied there. He's been cool. there for years and years. That's so cool. He's incredible. Yeah. First you day. also did, you birdied the last two holes on, mm-hmm. it was Friday, right? Yeah. At Champions Retreat yeah. to make the cut. And then you ended up finishing seventh. So what was that like? <laughs> it was one of those where the first two days at Champions Retreat, like I had, I was playing good golf, but I hadn't seen many putts go in. Yeah. Um, and I, I was staying super patient because, again, I knew the golf course was hard. So I get up on 17 and I looked at Ryan and I was like, all right, Ryan, like I got two holes and there's, there's a scoreboard right next to the 17th. So, you know. so I, I knew exactly yeah. where I stood. I was like, I need two birdies to like get in and not have to be in a playoff. He's like, well, let's do it then. Yeah. Hit a good iron shot. And like, again, I hadn't seen one go in all day or the past two days, but I knew that I was due for a long one to go in. Cause I'd seen the people I played with, like been able to do it. And I was like, I can do this. Rolled one in and then put one up to about seven feet on 18. And, um, Ryan and I, not that we disagreed on the read, we just weren't sure which way it went and mm-hmm. ended up playing it straight and luckily caught the low edge and yeah. went in. So yeah, it was, it was very cool. It was, um, confidence inducing going into Saturday. Yeah, I mean, congrats. That's an awesome. <laughs> that's such you. a cool week. Um, I think now, Brimmy, you can hop us into the little Augusta Masters Fact or Fiction. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just looked at the leaderboard, actually, and Sung Jae-in and Cameron Smith are on top. And in the 2020 Masters, those were the two guys that were behind Dustin. So it's pretty ironic, and Dustin's up there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Sung Jae-in is leading. Do you think he holds on for the win? I think there's a lot of golf left to play. Um, you were only a day in, like two hours in. So I, obviously, Sung James round yesterday was like great. I, I just, it'll be interesting to see come Sunday. I think there's a, there's a lot of really good players on the leaderboard. I'd love to see him hold on. He's been in contention before. I think he finished second. Was it your Tiger one maybe or something like that a couple of years ago? Yeah. Um, so obviously plays well around there, but I also do think that there's a whole lot of golf left to play. Yeah. Who do you have, then? I know you had JT going into the week. I assume you're, you're changing that a little bit. Or? JT had a rough first round. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's one of those golf courses, that, like, all the way down to the wire. You know, how many times have we seen Jordan hit it in the water on 12? We yeah. saw Sergio hit it in the water on 15. Like, there's just so much that can happen. Even the people leading on come se- Sunday morning aren't necessarily going to be the ones that win. Yeah. So. Yeah. Jackson, who do you have going into the week? Um, so our team did a little, uh, like you pick six guys and the low four guys, uh, that you have and you add it up. Um, yeah. and on that, I had Victor Hovland win it. Oh, there you go. How's he doing? He's around par, maybe even par. So yes, that's good. Good. I don't know if you'll believe me now, but I said at dinner with my parents the other night that we each picked three people and M and Cam Smith were two of my three. <laughs> I know it's very, it probably sounds yeah. like a lie right now, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Cam Smith is hot. Did you see his uh, round yesterday with the two doubles on the first and last? Four under with that. two doubles is goodness. Yeah. Eight birdies in between. It's incredible. Is that tee shot on 18? We talked about this earlier, but is it as narrow as it looks on TV? So we had to play it from like a little further up, so the shoot wasn't nearly as narrow. I can imagine from the back where the guys hit it, it probably is, but yeah. um, I don't know. It <laughs> doesn't really set up for my draw very yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe my fade, which I, yeah, I apparently have in the fade. bag now. It's reliable. You hit it great today. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Second question. Um, fact or fiction? Amen corner is as hard as it's cracked up to be. Oh, fact. 
really oh yeah and 11 um they read on 11 so to the right of 11 now instead of like being pretty flat it like drops off so you can't bail out uh-huh. um 12 uh-huh. it's not particularly long but you have to be super perceptive to carry. Yeah. I was in the front bunker twice, in the practice round and in the first round, yeah. and it's just one of those where you get so scared of going long, but you also don't want to hit it in the creek, and there's just not much room to land it. And then 13's a gettable par five, but um, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think that's the hardest stretch on the course? Mm, yeah, I think when I mean, you get to 14 is, is tough, but um, yeah, yeah. 12, I think 12 is the hardest hole on the golf course. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, next question here. Augusta is the best or purest course you've ever played. Oh, that's true, for sure. Yeah. It was even, it was just perfect. There was nothing out of place. The grass is perfect. The greens were amazing. Um, I, I don't think it gets more than Augusta National. Like, anyway, yeah. I don't think I can play any course that's more pure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jensen, when we asked her this question, she was a little skeptical, right, Jackson? What? What was her answer? Yeah. No, she was just like every. I feel like every course is the same. What? <laughs> I respectfully disagree with her, and like Augusta National was everything it's cracked up to be. You are pretty good friends, right? Yes, yeah. we're, we're really close. Um, you said twelve is the hardest hole. Like going off Jackson's question, do you think it's also the prettiest or like best hole? Mm, I think it's the prettiest hole. Um, I also just feel like just it's so iconic. Yeah. You know, the walk across Hogan Bridge, you just like, you get goosebumps, like all these, these areas were blooming too. So it was like so pretty. Um, between that and 13, I really like 13. Um, it's good par five. It, like it rewards you if you can shape it around. Um, yeah. Did you birdie 13? Part it. Okay. Part it. But um, I saw Hannah, I played with Hannah Darling, hit like an incredible second shot into there. She put it to like eight feet. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was shipping out of the trees and like, <laughs> it's okay. All right, uh, number four, Factor Fiction, the Masters, the best major. Um, I would say Fact. I feel like it's, again, the most iconic. I also really enjoy watching the US Open, but getting to go back and, like, see Augusta now that I've played it and, like, all that, I think just makes the Masters just, like, a little bit cooler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I love watching the US Open, too. Like, nothing beats, like, Sunday US Open. Yeah. It's really cool, too. Yeah. All right, we wanted to uh, test your master's knowledge just briefly here. Um, Good. Fact or fiction, Jack Nicholas has won the most green jackets. Most green jackets? Don't cheat and look at the answer. No, no, no. I <laughs> I'm, like, purposely avoiding. Um, I would say it's probably not true. He's won the most majors, but I don't necessarily know if it's the most masters. I would have to say you're wrong, then. He has won six green jackets. He's uh, the... Winning it. Tigers won. It could be six this week. Huh? Love it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, true. Cool. it's true. Oh, that's really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another one testing your master's knowledge. Tiger Woods did not break 40 in his opening nine in the 97 Masters when he went on to win by 12 shots. You know how long ago that was? How am I supposed they to know I watched for yesterday, and they I know you said you watched like the whole round yesterday, or the whole day yesterday, and they did say this a couple times. My memory isn't that good. Um, I feel like it's something Tiger would do to like go play like bad the first night and then just like still go out and win, so I'm going to go with that's true. All right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> One for two. Very Tiger thing. <laughs> All right, sweet. Um, so, yeah, the Anwa and, you know, Augusta is something awesome that's happened lately. But obviously, you spend most of your time here at Wake. Yeah. Um, so, want to transition into that? 
And, you know, obviously going back to the start of it, um, we talked about how you got into golf. Um, but, you know, can you talk about what the recruiting process was like and how you ended up choosing Wake? Yeah. So um, once I kind of decided that golf was kind of going to be my sport, I um, I started getting, you know, a little more serious and playing, you know, trying to get into like the higher level tournaments and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, I was lucky, I think as a as a freshman in high school, I had a couple coaches come watch me. Um, and I was super nervous, but like learned to like love that. And then I actually, both, both my parents went to wake. My mom played golf here. My dad played like a very brief period of baseball here. <laughs> it's all, it's an inside joke in front of our family that like, it's been exaggerated. He played for like one semester and then like, it's been, he's been out to be made this like all-star baseball player, which he was <laughs> five um, years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, so, so I told my parents when I started getting back serious about school, I was like, listen, I, I love Wake. I'm a Wake fan, but like, I'm never going to go there. I was like, that was your school. I want to make my school. And like, it's not going to be Wake Forest. Yeah. And they were like, okay, you know, whatever you want, like as long as you're happy. Um, and so then kind of the Wake coaches started to watch and some other coaches started to watch. And um, the Wake coaches had asked my mom been like, hey, you know, we're interested. Like, can you at least have her come visit? And mom sat me down and was like, hey, like out of respect for them watching you, like you need to at least go visit. She's like, you know, you're not going there. I know you're not going there, but like, just go visit. I was like, yeah, fine. So dad and I um, came and visited. I think it was Halloween of sophomore year. Mm -hmm. And like I stepped on campus and like completely fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, loved the coaches, loved the program. The campus is beautiful. It's just everything I could hope this for. This doesn't more. hurt too. No, my God, it's <laughs> it's amazing. So I, um, anyways, I committed as a sophomore and then um, signed as a senior. And now I've been here, what, two and a half years and have two and a half more. Awesome. Yeah. So you're staying for a fifth year then? I am staying for a fifth year. I'm going to stay and get a master's. Heard it here first. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if it's first, but, but. you've heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> so transitioning into your actually getting on campus at Wake, your freshman year, you missed the travel squad for your first event of the season. Yeah. Um, but you didn't take too much time to get rolling because you won your next event. Um, what was kind of that roller coaster of emotions like? And what was the difference between not making the lineup to then going out and beating an entire field? So I, um, I think I kind of came in and like qualifying is really hard because you're playing against your teammates who like, you want to see them, but you don't want to like beat your teammates. That's never the goal. The goal is to see the people you care about and like the people you like, you're that close with like succeed. So qualifying for me was really hard. Um, and so I came in, like I didn't qualify well my freshman year, um, that first tournament. And then I played, um, the five that were traveling kind of went to the tournament and I played an at-home qualifier and um, played well and, and um, got to go to the second tournament out in Minnesota. And 66 on the country greens. We <laughs> yeah, talked about that. We did talk about it today. And then, um, yeah, I kind of went out and, and I feel like I'm able to get into like a different mindset during tournaments. Um, so I, I've historically never qualified super well and played better in tournaments. So, yeah, I went out and um, was lucky to string, string three rounds together and, and come out with a win, which was really cool. And... Um, yeah, that golf course will always hold a special place in my heart, and I always look forward to going back there next year. That's awesome. Well, were your, when your expectations can't have been to win your first event, like, what did you think going into that event? No, my expectations weren't to win. My, my expectations were to go out and just, like, you know, prove that I, like, I belonged on the scene in college golf. You yeah. know, that, like, I could make my lineup, and I, I could go out, and I could play well, and, um, yeah, luckily... I think you did that. <laughs> started with a bang, and... Um, it's been it's been cool. I think that tournament has, has definitely meant a lot to me and definitely gotten um, kind of got a, got my college career started. So it's been yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was your freshman year and transition to this season. 
Um, you've had a ton of success. You're currently on a short list for the Annika Award, and you've already won twice, including a school record in the second round of the Tar Heel Invite back in October, where you shot 63. Uh, we also talked about that round earlier. <laughs> Um, but can you touch on, you know, what your expectations were as you've kind of progressed throughout college and then coming into this year? Yeah, I think it was really hard after freshman year to to kind of set expectations aside because, you know, it got cut short with COVID and we didn't get to play that fall. So I was kind of nervous going into sophomore spring. My, my mom told me, she goes, like, relax. She's like, even if you don't do anything ever in college again, like, you still had a good time. Like, just go enjoy it. So I, I've kind of tried to, like, adapt that mindset through the rest of it. Um, but I definitely think, you know, kind of going out there and like the goal every week is to go out and win and, and to get a team win. Um, and I'm so lucky that I have like such an amazing te- like teammates that, get, that I get to travel with. Um, and they're so supportive. We, we've had, um, you know, multiple individuals win this year. But I definitely think um, the 63 at, at Tar Heel was, was so cool. Yeah, what was um, that like? It was incredible. It was one of those golf. Rarely do you have a, t- uh, a round where like everything clicks. You're either like you're driving the ball bad or your irons are bad yeah. or you're not getting up and down or your your short putts are bad. You know whatever it is. Um, but it was just one of those rounds that like everything seemed to click and go well. And um, when that happens, you just kind of ride it because yeah. you just enjoy it. It doesn't happen very often. So um, that record actually got broken. We had a one of the girls on our team from Spain went out first tournament of the spring and shot 62. Ah. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll correct you there. But um, <laughs> no, we just, we have such an incredible group of girls that it just makes traveling fun and it just makes you enjoy the week a little more. Yeah. Yeah, this family kind of hold a special place in your heart too after that? Or? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully we get to go back there the next couple of years too because I, I love Finley and it's always nice to be in my home state. So Yeah. Is that your low round ever? Competitive, yeah. What about outside? So I shot 61 from like the ladies tees at my home golf course. I don't know if that counts because it was like a pitch and putt, but 63, I counted, I counted as 61. You got around a course in 61. <laughs> I mean, well, heck, I'll go play putt-putt then if that's the case. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, like watching you today, what was, you know, you say it doesn't come together very often. What do you think was off today? If any, um, I don't think anything was watching you. My driving was great today. It, it was fine. Um, you know, it's Your just, misses were playable. My it. misses were playable. That's yeah. true. I, I shouldn't complain about it. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. It wasn't like everything clicked, but I kind of managed. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson, do you want to get into sort of goals for the remainder of the year? Yeah. So um, obviously I'm on a team up here at Louisville and we're getting close to ACCs. I'm sure you guys are too. Uh, I think that's next week, right? Yeah, we leave on Tuesday. So was that five days, four days? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, at the reserve. Yeah, that's cool. um, so, what are your kind of your expectations and goals for the remainder of the year with ACCs coming up and hopefully regionals and nationals? Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can go out and we can play well at um, at ACCs. You know, last year it kind of stung. We lost in the semifinals to Florida State. Um, just kind of left a little bit of a bitter taste in our mouth. So, hopefully we can go out and um, you know maybe come back with an ACC ring. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, and then you know regionals. The goal of regionals isn't to win, although we always, of course, we want to try to win. But, you know, our, our goal of regionals is to make nationals. Um, and then hopefully we'll get a chance out at Greyhawk. And um, I, we have a team that I think when everyone kind of gets their best game going, um, we can compete with any team in the country. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully that can happen out at Greyhawk. Yeah. I mean, you are ranked four right now. Yeah. Um, so, no reason it can't happen. I, that's, what, that's what we're telling ourselves. Yeah. I think that's, that's what every team works for throughout the entire season. And, um, you know, spring season can get a little long. It gets a little you know, you travel a lot, you miss a lot of school. 
um, we work for like championship season, so hopefully uh, no one will be too tired and we'll have our A game in about a month and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think the stiffest competition you'll probably face came today, so I think you handled that pretty well. And, you know. <laughs> good warm up, good warm up for Greyhawk. <laughs> yeah, Jackson, did we play the reserve out in Myrtle last summer? I don't think so. Okay, no. never mind. <laughs> That's okay. I thought we had all those courses. Do you kind of run together though? Sometimes like, the ones they're like, pretty similar. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I think we wanted to transition a little bit into more individual golf for you, uh, away from Wake. Um, you've had some success in the Carolinas, for sure. You've won the NCM, uh, the Carolinas Am, and then in 2020, you won the North South Am, which is an event I played in last summer. I did not win, nor did I make math play. So, um, but what was that event like for you in 2020, um, winning in Pinehurst? Yeah, so I think um, kind of when everything got shut down in 2020, there was kind of this moment of like no one knew when their next competitive event was going to be um so it was so nice i think everyone was just a little more appreciative of being out there, out in pinehurst come july because you know no one had played competitive events so we were all just like ready to get back out there um and and pinehurst is amazing i go i love that golf course number two is incredible um and the field is always so good it's, it's such a hard cut to make so you know anytime you can go out and make the cut of the north and south it's a good week um but North and South was so fun because, you know, that golf course can get really intimidating sometimes. Number two, as you get around there, you're like, you're super protective of the golf ball. And mom had said to me, you know, once you kind of make match play, you see it in like a completely different light. Like you see, you can be like a little more aggressive and all this stuff. And she's completely right. It, it's changed my perspective on it. Um, and I, I love that tournament. I'll go back every year just because it's so much fun and you get to see everyone. And um, it, it really is one of the best events in the country. Yeah, she must have a lot of experience playing out there. I know. Yeah. Can you talk about this a little bit? We didn't get into it earlier. Um, she played the U.S. Open eight months pregnant with you yeah. pine needles, right? Yeah. So she um, she's played. I can't even count however many USGA events, but um, her last and final, her ninth U.S. Open, was eight and a half months pregnant with me. So she played Thursday, Friday. She missed the cut. Dad was on the bag for her. And I was born not that Sunday, but the following Sunday. Wow. And it's like incredible seeing the pictures. Um, even now, she's like, I don't know how I played golf. Like, <laughs> her stomach was like so big that she was using it as like a table to write her scorecard. Yeah. Which is like it's incredible. Um, but it's so funny. It's something that just, it, it keeps coming up. And um, it was actually at Pine Needles, which is where the US Open is this year. So she, she's like, Rachel, okay. you should try yeah. really hard to qualify. I'm like, as if I don't try hard <laughs> anyways, mom, thanks. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. And I think it inspired a lot of people, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Good luck with the U.S. Open. That would <laughs> Thank be, you. Yeah. Be awesome. Hopefully I can qualify and hopefully I'll be there. Jackson, you're playing. Where's your U.S. Open qualifier? It's in Lexington. Um, uh, okay. Kentucky. Not, not a big blue. No, it's not. Okay, I'm doing it at Duke. That'll uh, not a great place to do it, but I just want to play well and see see what I can do. Yeah, you know, you obviously had a very big summer last summer. Um, starting off with the US Am, where you were a stroke point medalist. Yeah, um, that's super cool. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it was really cool. It was. Um, I loved the golf course, and it was really hilly. So it was one of those courses that like you had a lot of long irons in and the greens were pretty firm. So you're just kind of like trying to manage. And my older brother was on the bag for me. And I always love when he caddies for me. He just keeps me loose and uh, we just have a really good time. So yeah, I went out and, and played two good days of, of stroke play and, and um, left with medalist honors, which is like super cool. Um, and then I lost first round in match play um, to a friend of mine that, that actually plays at Kentucky, yeah. um, which was like a little disappointing, but she's like a good player. And, um, you know, there's tons to learn from from all of that so yeah. i'm excited excited to get to go again um <laughs> in this summer <laughs> got some dogs, Sorry, yeah, some dogs. 
Um, yeah, do you like Stroke Boy or Match Boy more? I love... Um, I actually really like both. I think there's art to both, but I think Match Boy is super exciting. Um, there's, there's just something fun about being able to be aggressive with, like... <laughs> uh, or uh, another podcast guest. Sorry. Um, there is something just fun about Match Play about getting to be a little more aggressive, which I think yeah. is cool. Yeah. It's not that weak, maybe. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> what did you kind of learn from that transition? Because obviously you were the medalist in probably the best field in women's amateur golf. And then you do lose in the first round. What was kind of the takeaways you had from that Match yeah. Play, if anything? Yeah, match play is it's sometimes a toss up. It's it's very dependent on the draw you get, um, and I think kind of the nature of match play is that sometimes you can go out and you can shoot four over and you just play a little bit better and you still win your match. And then sometimes you can go out and shoot four under and make still three, get beat. Make three birdies and lose. Four. You still get beat. I, that's just that is match play, yeah. and um, I think there is some luck involved in 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 getting the right draw and kind of letting someone. Um, or like running into someone that like when you play bad they just play a little worse but um I, yeah I, I think if anything i took away from like knowing that i like i could compete with anyone in the country and like i had done it before i think that was something that i definitely would take away from this year's usam yeah was there any trash talk between you and jensen about you know match play versus stroke point medalist or the outcome of that no i think it's really <laughs> funny so we work with the same swing coach yeah so our swing coach is excited because he had the medalist and the champion which is like yeah. so cool perfect um, week for him <laughs> it was a great week for him um but yeah it, it definitely was it was so cool seeing her play so well and um we're just so excited for her and um i yeah it's an, it's been incredible yeah and about the trash talk um we talked about this when you we were out there and you said you enjoy it um <laughs> so when does that come out for you and when you know like in those tournaments does that not happen? No, I think there's 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 an aspect of like seriousness to like competitive golf, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you just that's kind of a line that I don't think you really cross unless you're like super super close with the person. Yeah. Um, I think the trash talk more comes out when it's like my teammates and I go out and play for fun or like yeah. go out with my family. Like I think that's more of an appropriate time. Like while I do trash talk, I also do like know the time and place that I should and shouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. Jackson, do you want to get into the Curtis Cup a little bit? Yeah, so we, uh, we discussed match play just now, and this is another form of match play, but in the team format, you played over in Wales um, last summer, and you guys were down for a while, but you eventually came back. What was kind of the experience of playing across the world like and uh, clinching it for the U.S.? Yeah, Curtis Cup was incredible. I, um, I still remember getting that phone call and just like being so excited, but um, you know, I wasn't really sure what to expect because just with COVID and... Um, traveling overseas, I, I wasn't sure how everything would play out, and um, there were actually a whole lot of people out there, most than GB and I supporters. But like, um, it was just incredible to to play alongside like girls and and to represent my country. Um, I still remember this moment during the opening ceremony where they were raising our flag and playing the national anthem, and I like even now every time I hear the the Star Spangled Banner, I get like goosebumps and like, I started tearing up. I never tear up, I'm not an emotional person, but it was just like incredible. And um, we were we were way down after the first day. So to make the comeback we did after the second day and then um, to kind of pull away with singles was, was just really cool. And um, I think it's a testament to like how hard and like everyone's like will to win. I think it was really cool. I th think I saw you tearing up after the first hole when I won. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, different kind of tears, but that's fine. <laughs> Um, I know, you know, to the, you know, shock of some people, I guess, you've never been to the UK before that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my best friend's Irish and my boyfriend's English, and I had someone ask me if I'd spent time in the UK because I spoke like them. 
which really sucked for me. But that's okay. Um, no, that was my first time. I had been to Ireland before. Um, and then this is like my second time back, but it was it was incredible. Um, Wales was, I was told that it was gonna be like cold, windy, and like all there was was sheep. There's Mark, we have an Irish kid on our guys team that told me, he's like, oh yeah, Wales is the land of the sheep. Like. <laughs> I got out there it was nothing like that it was beautiful it was like 65 and sunny with no wind every day and like Conway is in like this beautiful part of the country like at the base of the mountains like overlooking the bay it was incredible like I hope I get the chance to go back because it was um, completely breathtaking yeah yeah so this summer the uh, the Curtis Cup's coming back to the US hopefully a lot more US sports than GB&I and it'll be at yep. Marion are you yeah. what are you looking forward to about that event yeah so yeah. actually I just got announced that I made the team so I'm, I'm super excited but um Again, I think just anytime you get to represent your country is just, it's so special. And so I think part of that, and also like the historic side of like Marion, um, I've heard nothing but like amazing things yeah. about that golf course. So so to get out and, and to go play there. Um, it also falls over my birthday, which will be kind of fun. Oh, that's awesome. So um, it's, it's going to be a good week and I, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Congrats on making the team. That just came out what, like two days ago. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Just recently. So I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we talked about the ANWA earlier. Um, but with all those super competitive, super prestigious events, um, not to mention something like the Palmer Cup, which you've played in twice, is that correct? Mm -hmm. um, so what's been your favorite event to play in and your favorite memory in competitive golf? Um, okay, I think my favorite memory, it's either Palmer Cup or Colts Cup. I kind of put them in the same category. Yeah. I think Palmer Cup is really special because you get to play with the guys and like we never get to play with our guys, which yeah. is super cool. Um, but I definitely think my favorite golf memory was um, was Curtis Cup. I actually really enjoyed playing Amelia, who's a teammate of mine here at Wake Forest. Um, she and I played foursomes together, and I think kind of that first tee shot, that first walk down the first fairway of Curtis Cup um, was just, like, absolutely incredible. And getting to share that with her, um, I think, is just so special. And, um, yeah, hoping hoping that happens again this year. Yeah. What was, like, that, that final green on 18, like, too? Because you actually clinched it for the U.S. in singles. Um, yeah. And you told me earlier you didn't realize it at the time. <laughs> so what was that like? Yeah, it was it was really special because I, I didn't know. And um, I didn't have to putt my eight-footer, luckily. I wasn't <laughs> glad I didn't have to putt it. But I it was given to me, and I picked it up and, you know, shook Louise's hand, thanked my caddy, like, shook the GB&I captain's hand, and, like, kind of was making sure, like, going through, like, you know, thinking our rules official and our score and all yeah. this stuff and like my teammates are kind of like sat there and they like turn around and they're like we won I'm like what and they're like you clinched like we won and it was like this moment of like oh my god like we actually came back from like being so down after the first day yeah. and just like that moment there's there's a picture of us like celebrating on that green which I just like it's just so special um then knowing that mom had done that and then doing it um for myself is just really cool yeah I think I might be seeing why you and Jens get along so well because she said when she won her uh, final match at the U.S. Women's Am. She didn't know she clinched it either. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Um, and and playing four ball with Jensen is so fun because we've grown up playing U.S. Kids together. Yeah. So it was like just to see how far we've come from like seven year olds teeing it up from 150 yards to yeah. to playing in the Curtis Cup together on the biggest stage of amateur golf. It was it's just incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. Is there a lot of competition or? I don't know, like competitiveness between you guys or like your other friends because you're obviously play on the same big stages with a lot of your friends and a lot of the same people. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's as much competitiveness. Like, we love to see each other succeed. Mm -hmm. um, I think, like, don't get me wrong, you want to go out and you want to play well, but, like, 
you also want your friend to play well and yeah. you get excited. There's at no point is there any like animosity when like someone beats you. It's more of like you're just happy for them. Yeah. Um and I think that's just like that's how true friendship is supposed to be. Yeah. You know, like you go out and like if you play well but someone beats you, you're happy for them. Yeah. You know, it, it the ult- ultimately like I don't know. It's just I like to think that like a lot of college golf is like very supportive, which I yeah. think is very cool and I'm excited to see how the college golfers now when they turn pro and when kind of like my peers transition into like the LPGA, how like the LPGA environment will change because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you see that going even right now? Just like you mentioned the crowds at the Anwa. Yeah. Um, and even that tournament existing, like that's not something you, know, you would have thought maybe 10 years ago. So yeah. where do you see golf and especially women's golf going in the near future? Yeah, I think, um, I think what Anwa is doing for the game is incredible. Um, I can't even tell you the amount of like little girls I saw out like watching and and the amount of girls that I spoke to that were like oh my gosh like I don't play golf but I'm gonna start like mm-hmm. I think that's so cool 40,000 people out watching a women's amateur event is like unheard of and like unbelievable um so I think that is like I think the game is growing but I also think um I mentioned kind of the LPGA culture from from some of the people that I've talked to it, it sounds very hyper competitive um and I think part of that is because like you're not playing for nearly as much money as the guys are yeah. so it's a little more cutthroat as like you know, because, like, if someone beats you, they're taking away, like, money that you could have earned. Yeah. But, like I said, I'm really excited because I think, like, the people that I've grown up playing junior and college golf with, like, they're very supportive of each other. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see, like, when we hopefully get to the LPGA, like, I'd like to think that we're still going to support each other. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we can change kind of, you know, at least from what I've heard, the vibe of the LPGA right now. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I mean... You've told me, you know, in the car and on the course and stories about that with mm-hmm. people that we've been in contact with or we know, yeah. like Gina Kim and Lucy Lee. And yeah. it's just really cool to hear that, like, despite, you know, being some of your main competition back when, you know, Gina was in college, for <laughs> example, like you are such good friends and super supportive. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, do you want to hop into Life Off the Course a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, just wrapping it up here, getting to the end. What is kind of like, we've talked a lot of golf today, but uh, what is some of the things you like to do off the course that you enjoy doing? Yeah, I think a lot of my time gets taken up by schoolwork. Um, we joke that Wake Forest is actually called Work Forest because there, there's a lot of schoolwork involved. But um, when I'm not doing either of those, like I really enjoy playing tennis or like just hanging out with friends. Like um, I think like my friends are some of my main support system. So being able to like spend time with them um, really helps me decompress. Um, but yeah, I, I like just anything active. I like to run. I pick up running, especially through the summers a lot um, when I have more time, um, long distance and, and stuff like that. Yeah. You told me earlier you actually don't watch a ton of golf. No, I don't watch a ton. I watch the majors and like if I have time, I'll, I'll turn it on or whatever. But um, I think I'd just rather be out practicing than watching it. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, if you have this facility. That's true. You have no excuse I'd not to get the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about tennis a decent amount. What you know, you just said you still play it. So, what does tennis kind of? What does that look like in your life? Like, do you still, you know, what did the competitiveness look like mm-hmm. in high school, and how does it look now? Yeah, I think tennis kind of through high school served more of a role as like helping me like escape from golf almost. So, because it was always like I'd come off a super busy summer schedule, and then it was always a fall sport. So I'd go and like I'd put the golf clubs up, I'd play tennis. Um, and I think now even it's just like a relaxer. Like yeah. It's just something that gets me active, gets me outside, like enjoying myself and like still competitive, but like it's not golf, which I think yeah. is great. Um, 
I think everyone has to have some kind of outlet. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter what it is, but like you have to have something that isn't golf. Yeah. Because um, you'll drive yourself crazy if all you think about 24-7 is golf. Yeah. Jackson, what, what is that for you? I know you like to exercise and work out quite a bit. Yeah, it's definitely the gym for me. Um, we have team workouts twice a week, but uh, I, I really love to lift. And I have a buddy here that is not an athlete. We lift a good bit together. So just kind of getting away from golf. And I'm always thinking about golf, but um, getting to work out a good bit is my outlet. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, for me, I'm not, not on a team in college, so I feel like, I don't know, not the same way. Like any free minute I get, I am on You're a golf golfing. course. Yeah. Um, yeah uh finally double part questions jackson do you want to get these going yeah um so our first question we asked us to every guest now you're now our third guest so we're getting some traction here um but what is your dream foursome do they have to be alive or can it be like historical? no anybody anybody and we also say this to everybody we're we can be part of it <laughs> you can be part of oh, yeah. it yeah yeah okay um <laughs> arnold palmer jack nicholas Annika Sorenstam. Like three greats. I feel, I feel like you've thought about that before. You were pretty quick with that. that I, I, I've had the question asked before, and I feel like it's sli- it changes slightly every time. Um, but like those are kind of the ones that like they keep coming up. So like yeah, yeah, I'm confident in my answer. Palmer. I mean, obviously he's a huge deal everywhere. But at yes, Wake, at like practice facilities yeah. named after him, statue, umbrellas, umbrellas whatever. above us. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's very cool. And the influences that he ha- he's had at Wake and just on, on golf in general is yeah. incredible. Yeah. All right, next question. Um, we talked about this a little bit, but your mom is quite the golfer herself. Um, five-time winner at Wake and recent member of the Hall of Fame here, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, when is the first time that you beat her? I was probably maybe 12 or 13. Um, we were playing down. So I'm a, I'm a Dominican citizen as well. So we were down in the Dominican Republic. And... Um, <laughs> So we played the first day and I had a putt, like a four footer on the last hole to shoot 79 for my first time ever breaking 80 yeah. and to beat my mom, missed it. The next day had the same thing about a three and a half footer to break 80 and to beat my mom for the first time, didn't touch the hole. Oh. And then finally the third day I had about a five or six footer to do the, I think I shot 78 and to beat her and I finally made that one. So. Um, I remember that moment. She was like all teary eyed and stuff like this. I was like, Mom, I just beat you. Are you that upset that I beat you? Like, no. It's, it's funny. It, it, um, yeah, no, she, she took it out seriously. She got all. No, she was just, she was just happy for me and proud of me. But um, my parents never let us win growing up at anything. So um, I knew when I beat her for the first time, I actually beat her. Yeah. Um, which was really cool. Um, all right. I'm more of a fun one here, but I would assume most of the viewers won't know this one, but you're actually allergic to sunscreen. So what is summer golf like? for you and how do you not get sunburned a lot of aloe after rounds um you know i'm allergic i've actually found i can use like baby sunscreen so like when we got to arizona i'll put like baby sunscreen on my arms and have to apply it 20 times but uh summer golf isn't fun i can't wear like like sleeveless or anything i'll just like fried so yeah how'd you find that out was it just like one awful day that yeah i uh i just i would always put it down like always get these like rashes and hives afterwards and yeah finally started to connect the dots <laughs> yeah tough all right next one here um we asked this to everybody also for whatever college they went to or go to um you get one night out or a round of golf with a wake sports alum who are you going out with and where in winston-salem are you going oh like when you say out as in like downtown or like downtown for bar dinner round of golf oh. whatever um 
Again, can it be Arnold Palmer or is it like someone that's like alive? No, it can't be. Okay, I have two. I can't. Okay. Either Arnold Palmer and we go play golf. Where? Old Town. Okay. Definitely. Or Chris Paul and we would go out to, there's a Ooh. bar called LR um, that we go to on Thursday nights. I would love to go to LR. I like that. Are you being a basketball NBA fan? I'm a wake basketball fan. Okay. I'm not like an okay. NBA fan, but like. I avidly follow more college. Did you think you guys got snubbed from the tournament? Or? I don't want to talk about it. It makes me really upset. We're not going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> we played so good all season and then came ACCs. We were like, Yeah. Tough. Either you or Virginia Tech were going to get in and then they. You can't. You couldn't have made the argument that they shouldn't have gotten in after the tournament. Anyways, we're not going to talk about it because I'll get really upset. My cheeks are already getting red because I'm frustrated with it, but it's fine. <laughs> um, we touched on it earlier, but your mom did play eight months pregnant. Uh, with you at the U.S. Open at uh, Pine Needles. Um, the question was initially, what has she told you about that event? But we also heard that she may or may not have felt a contraction during that event. Is that true? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I have to ask her for that one. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly, but I, I you know, I, I hear obviously a lot about it and get to see pictures and stuff. Um, but yeah, she, she tells the story of like going up and down the hills because my dad was on the bag and she would just like grab onto the back of him and let her pull, pull let him pull her up the, the hills and stuff. So that's just kind of funny. Yeah. It was destiny since destiny. a very, very early destiny. age. <laughs> like to say I've already played in the US Open, but I don't know if it quite yeah. works out. I was yeah, there. Yeah. I was there technically. You didn't make the cut though. Did not make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Um, you're dating Alex Fitzpatrick, uh, who's right over there. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick's younger brother. Yeah. Um, so have you ever played with Matt? And if so, you know, what's that relationship and what is the series between you guys? I've not played with Matt. I've met him. Um, okay. Played with Alex a lot, but, um, it's funny. Alex is, he's such a good influence on like me and my golf game. Like he yeah. pushes me to work harder and like he brings the best out of me for sure. He's definitely the better half of the relationship. Um, <laughs> can't ever let him hear me say that, yeah. but no, he, he's incredible. And I, I just, um, he's just such a good guy and obviously a great golfer. So I'm excited to see, you know, where golf takes him and yeah. how things go out. Yeah. <laughs> Has he, uh, have you, have you talked to Matt at all, anything about his game and tried to pick his brain a little bit or have you not done that yet? I have, uh, I've asked a little bit about his practice routine. Um, you know, I'm always looking for like new drills and like new ways to practice and obviously he's like top 20 in the world. Yeah. So any help and any tips I can yeah. get is good. But, um, no, I, I think um, obviously him and, and Alex too. They're they're both like incredible players. The fact that they're brothers is, is just really cool. But um, yeah, I, I just I feel lucky to have someone that that can help me both in him and in Alex. Yeah, I know he's played in quite a few Masters. He's playing decent there right now. Uh, played with Brooks and Rory yeah. yesterday, but maybe he could use some advice from you about Augusta. <laughs> you know, it's funny after the round at on Saturday or on I guess it was a Friday leading up to it. it there was someone tell someone asked me if like I had gotten any or if I had any advice for the masters players like what it would be yeah I was like, okay the roles need to be flipped there like <laughs> I'm the one that needs to be getting the advice yeah um, but yeah it, it was cool he, he shot one under yesterday but it's just it's really cool watching the Masters. yeah having just played there I can't yeah, yeah. you have him in the wake pool so I do you need, I do. need a big day out of him today. I didn't really have a choice I kind of had to pick that one <laughs> but um hopefully he'll go out and shoot a couple under and put himself in contention yeah for sure have you uh have you implemented any of those drills that he gave you yeah, I have. And, um, Alex is very good about um, drills too. He, I'm a drill person. I like to practice. So, yeah. anytime um, Alex gets a new drill, he's like, "All right, Rachel, like this is what I got. Like, let's do it." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah. 
that's yeah no that's interesting mm -hmm. um kind of the opposite of jensen but i'm the same way i try to spend yeah. you know 90 percent of my time on the range my thought is like you know we said this earlier mm -hmm. you can hit 36 full swings in a four-hour round of golf and yep. 36 full swings in, I don't know, 30 minutes on yep, the range. completely. I, I'm a practice person, too. I, I find that I prepare best when I'm, like, grinding on the range or the pedigree green or something. Yeah. For sure. But when you have old time to get it to you, I was, of course, is insane. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, final question. Um, you've accomplished, you know, seemingly just about everything there is to you in, you know, junior and now amateur golf in college. Um, so where do you see, um, I know you said you plan to come for a fifth year, uh, but where do you see your golfing career taking you and life after college? What do you see that looking like? So I think the plan for now, um, this could very well change, but is, is to try to turn pro at least for a couple of years, not long term, yeah. um, but more just like, you know, I've worked so hard to like get to the point that I am, but like, I want to see how far I can go with golf. Yeah. Um, I don't want to leave like any stone unturned in that point yeah. of like, I don't want to leave these what ifs, like what if yeah. I had tried or all this stuff. Um, but yeah, I just I, I'm kind of enjoying the ride, enjoying the, the people I get to meet and the the places I get to go. Um, and and yeah, I've just I've, I've learned to love practicing and love competing, and it's just such a big part of my life that I'd have a hard time just like putting the club down after college. Yeah. Um, What's sort of the downside of like not turning pro, or like why do you say maybe just a couple of years? I just think it's it's just a hard lifestyle. You know, you don't really get to settle down. You, you're traveling all the time, and um, I, I just think that like it's just not like a very conducive environment to like stability yeah <laughs> so i think there there is something to be said for for knowing when to when to walk away from it and and that doesn't mean that i'm gonna quit golf but like you know maybe just going back to just amateur golf or something getting my yeah. amateur status back and and you know maybe playing mid-am and usm yeah. stuff like that yeah definitely Hopefully. i mean that's everything we got thanks so much for coming on yeah, no, that was thank awesome for having me this is so fun yeah loved hearing everything you had to say jackson what was your what did you like talking about um, and I think it's really cool. I mean, just hearing things like your mom playing eight months pregnant with you, that's bananas. <laughs> and the fact that the uh, U.S. Women's Am is coming back to Pine Needles this summer, it would be pretty cool if you get to play in that. But we really do appreciate it. I wish I could have been there, but um, I think you understand the college <laughs> it's, crazy. it's crazy. It's hectic. No, I mean, I agree with that. Like, watch you play. I had the opportunity to watch <laughs> you play on TV last week and, you know, follow your game and everything. But, like, talking about everything you know, off the course and you know playing with you and seeing what it's like for you when you play you know like you said you like to have directions and i definitely got that you were telling me hit it in this exact spot and it definitely helped <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm a follow directions kind of person yeah my, my high fade <laughs> your your beautiful high fade <laughs> you hear that oh, that's it was beautiful that's a bold statement there but <laughs> when you were up in kentucky it wasn't beautiful okay it was fine today i'm telling you you were flag seeking all day yeah you hear that I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> we're we're going to go and play with um, Jack Heath down just south of Nashville and within the next couple of weeks. So he'll, he'll see it then. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very fun. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming yeah, on. No, thank you guys.